0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the F-World, an F1 deep dive and analytics podcast. I'm your host, Taryn Midzane, and normally I'm joined by uh, Marianne Routier, but unfortunately she is away from us today. She's busy studying and uh, do get that degree and make us all sound smarter as she normally does. But of course, I'm not here alone. I have, beside me, the Valley's F1 guru, Walter Foreman.
1: Well, good morning to you. Good morning to any of the listeners out there in Listener Land. It's always good to be back here on the F World program. Yeah, thank you for having me again. It's
0: always fun to have you because, like you know, just talking to F one enthusiasts is always just a fun thing to have. It is, know? yeah. I
1: really I very much appreciate talking to fellow fans, fellow enthusiasts, fellow anyone who has a, uh, an interest, a love, a passion for the sport, and you obviously do. So it's always a pleasure to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. And, and reaching out to the people in the Fraser
0: Valley and, and across the world who, who love it too. Uh, as always, you can hear us first live on Civil Radio, 101.7 FM in Abbotsford, uh, and civl.ca on the live stream. And then you can hear us on demand on Spotify, just searching The F World. Uh, you can always reach out to us on Twitter, uh, the F at the F World, uh, the F World underscore pod, and Instagram, the F and as always, you can email us at gmail at thefworld.pod at com. We'd love people to reach out, send us your thoughts and uh, what you'd like us to cover next. And of course, we have the rookie pool, so we want your pick and reasons why you chose who you, you chose. Before we continue, uh, Walt, I, d- I wanted to spend a, a special shout out to a listener in Belgium who I don't know their name, but they are always the first one to download it on Tuesday morning when the episode's up on Spotify, everything So when I check the analytics, there's always a little Belgian flag as the first one to download. And whoever that person is, thank you so much. You are the true OG. Please continue downloading and uh, reach out. Each yeah, other. yeah, like I, I was
1: gonna say exactly the same thing. It, it's it's great to hear that, and uh, again, I'll also extend my thanks to whoever that is downloading the program there in Belgium. I, I promise I don't have any friends or family in Belgium, so it's got nothing to do with me, <laughs> neither do I.
0: So, I can't, I'm not paying this person off, they're just doing it for the love of Formula One content, and it's just something so great. So,
1: yeah, feel free to reach out. You
0: know, this, you hopefully know the Instagram and socials, they're all in the link tree in the, in the Spotify, too. So, you have no excuse not to reach out to us, and when you hear this episode. Let's just go into it. So this is right after qualifying in the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix Jetta. First and foremost, congratulations to Sergio Perez for taking pole position in tomorrow's race. He came in with a 128.265 to take provisional pole, which Walter, you pointed out is only 0.065 off of Max Verstappen's per- uh, his own per- poll. His sorry. own, that's
1: right. It's back-to-back polls for uh, Sergio Perez. Uh, last year was a one twenty-eight uh, two dead, I believe, and yeah. so this year one twenty-eight two six mm-hmm. five. So it's it's really interesting because, as you alluded to in one of the previous broadcasts, they made several changes to Jetta this year, yeah. and you know, of course, often the changes are made for the spectacle, a better show, better racing. Uh, driver safety is another reason for changes and often driver safety. One of the things that they do to make it safer, they can make bigger runoff areas. They can change the positioning of walls and they did those things, but they also slow the cars down a little bit. Jetta is one of the fastest circuits on the calendar. And so they were saying that the cars are going to be slower this year and they were, but not by much, at least not for Red Bull.
0: Yeah, especially, especially not for Red Bull. I was barely noticeably slower too. Like you're only maybe like 0. 0.65 and that's just really like 0. 0.065 sorry is only really i guess like technical well yeah and the rumble line it,
1: it could could have been the wind i mean it's, yeah. it's very windy there and they were talking about that in the lead-up to qualifying how that may yeah. affect the times but um you know again the red bull just showing that between the team the drivers the designers the mechanics the engineers everybody they're firing on all cylinders Pun intended. <laughs> well, unfortunately, uh, not quite all cylinders because Max Verstappen had to
0: <laughs> pop out of Q3 True. pretty early. Yeah. So he, uh, was it was it Q3
1: or is it? No, I think it was Q2, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Q2. Yeah. So
0: Max Verstappen is only, that's just So just as you look amazing.
1: that up, I'll just say it was, uh, they reported it to be so far, I don't know if it's confirmed, but the last thing I heard actually, just as you were walking, I think here to open the studio, was that it was a drive shaft problem. So that's, oh, that's interesting because there was some speculation about, might have been something related to the transmission he was complaining of uh, uh, downshift problems Uh, he he was saying that his downshifts were feeling unusual which
0: which downshifting was his only major kind of team radio chatter on um, in in Bahrain Bahrain. yeah that's right talking about the downshifts so they are
1: saying a drive shaft now that could still be connected at the transmission it could have been something perhaps with the transmission that was leading to that problem but nevertheless I have I'm pretty confident they'll be able to get that car onto the grid. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see him, uh, what he can do on Sunday in the race. And, uh, you know, that is clearly the fastest car. We see that because Perez is uh, well ahead of second place. Leclerc, of course, who will start in 12th because of his uh, 10-place grid penalty. Um, And he was only a couple of, uh, about a tenth and a half off. Leclerc was only about a tenth and a half off Perez. But nevertheless, the Red Bull is the fastest car and uh, you know verstappen could still win tomorrow yeah
0: wanted that i i think that he still is going to win i mean he's uh, he's only he started in p15 i yep. believe yeah p15 after that little like that little incident there so and he's won from P14, P15 but before. Yeah, I think like last year he won from 14th, so this will yeah. be something new for him, but 14th start, but he also he had a really ba- remember he had that really bad uh, pit stop that got him to like 15th or 16th in oh the, yeah, middle, of, in the yeah. middle of a race. Yeah, he's he
1: been came. in lower positions, that's for sure, but yeah. f- from a starting position at least in comparison the last year I think 14th was his lowest mm-hmm. starting position from which he did win. Yeah. Well, from
0: the the voice of the ether and the void, Marianne was still able to watch a qualifying, and he, she's been texting. Uh, my, uh oh, me. awesome! Yeah, what does she have to say? She had to say. Unless we could just open up the di- old Discord, which, by the way, it's a form of the world Discord. You can find it at the F World Podcast. If you search that in uh, Discord, Discord, you, yeah, you'll probably pop up because still have the the cool logo that Marianne designed. That uh, you'll be able to find at the F W racetrack, as we like to call it. So anyway. Her first prediction is
1: that there's going to be an accident
0: tomorrow, and uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I was surprised we didn't see one in qualifying. I, I I remember before it started, I said to you, you know, I fully expect to see a red flag in Q1 just yeah. because the cars are so big. There's yeah. 20 cars on the grid. That circuit, I guess, is a little has a little bit more room this year because of those changes that they made. But, you know, with three rookies on the track, with that wind, with the— relative pace of the cars being relatively or even very close like uh we were talking also in p3 the difference between our q and free fp3 sorry the difference between alonso and third in free practice three all the way down to 16th was only half a second yeah so with that you know that many cars on track with everything going on, I fully expected to see a red flag in qualifying. We didn't, although we did see Ooh. some yellows and some spins Ooh. and Ooh. some moments. Yeah, Alonzo uh, did a little... Did a, a,
0: tradition a pirouette? A, a pirou- <laughs> yeah, a classic little <laughs> F1 pirouette. And uh, our boy Logan Sargent almost hit that wall really it in a tough high-speed yeah. corner, too. Lando but he, Norris did. Lando Norris grazed it, yeah. Almost, uh, th- and Oscar Piastri almost hit the same wall. Yeah, they're saying um, that he
1: may have, but yeah. he, he got away undamaged, whereas Norris suffered damage.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what makes Jeddah such a fun track is that you that it's so narrow. So when you are going high speeds, you might just graze the wall, but even just a slight graze might cause a damage to your car or something else. But um, the good on Logan Sargent for being able to handle that spin and and not hit the not hit the wall uh, in the slow motion. It looks like he almost did, but not did. Kind of messed up his qualifying, though. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Williams
1: definitely not uh, doing as well as they had done in Bahrain, Um, you know, driver error being part of it. The car itself maybe just not as well suited to that track. Obviously, uh, as they say, the points are awarded on Sunday. So hopefully, my fingers are crossed that uh, we can see Williams in the points because I am a Williams fan, and I just like that feel good story to see them, you know, getting somewhere yeah. finally. And like I think that like and
0: and uh, on top of that with like getting getting them getting somewhere finally, I think having uh, they're they're exciting to watch this uh, in a way this season because they are on underdog. Everything's so close. And they have two like pretty. They have pretty good drivers. Not pretty good. They have good drivers. Everyone in F one is a good driver, but I don't know. Like they ha- they have a better driver lineup than last year. Yes, better. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best driver lineups they've had yeah. in a number like really since Bottas left. Yeah, or, and or and Russell and Russell. Yeah. I mean, even then, but Russell still had Latifi to deal with, right? So right. and and Russell was in just performing way above he his punching grade. At yeah, the time, sure. So of course, yeah, and you know, but um. Yeah, I so think this is what makes Jeddah so much fun, though, is that you never really know what's going to happen with that track.
1: Well, and it's a night track, too, right? So it looks good. It looks impressive on television. Um, the, the temperatures drop at night, and that, that has an influence as well because you're practicing often in the daytime. And so it, it's there's that transition period, right, from the track temperature being a few degrees higher during the day to being cooler in the evening. And so there's there's really a lot to, to consider for that track. And, um, yeah, you know, Politics aside, of course, being in that part of the world, there's uh, some complications, shall, shall we say. But nevertheless, the track itself, if you're an F1 fan, if you enjoy racing, that circuit does provide good racing.
0: Yeah, it's fun. And
1: we, you were, you mentioned talking about the track changes earlier, and we, we forgot to mention,
0: no no more DRS chicken. Oh, uh, yes, right. Do you think that could have, uh, if we had DRS chicken, do you think uh, Paris could have got broken his 128.2? His, mm. his yeah, death. maybe. they
1: They moved that DRS line... Uh, On the sort of past the apex of that last corner where we saw in the last two years, drivers literally breaking hard, locking up before that DRS line so that the person behind them would cross first so that they they would get DRS down the straight, which was, it was interesting, but I don't think it was in the spirit of racing at at the F1 level. It felt a bit, I don't know what the word is. it, It took away the technique. Yeah, that's
0: that's there. I felt. Yeah, but like fun racing. It's made it too much of a gimmick. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like when I when I play uh, Forza or uh, Gran Turismo. <laughs> yeah. When I was when I play with my brothers and yeah. we just like try and go go go. And right. I would wait to see when my brother would take the proper apex and and, and bump it. I would go on the inside, sure, and go as fast as I can and, and just slightly. Yeah. yeah, well, not not crash. I would bump him. Mm. I give him a little love love tap. Rubbing his like, racing to to days of Thunder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, right. You you, you got the reference. It's Rubbin not. Rubbing his racing. What else to go with on, on this? Well, I
1: think we have to talk about Alonzo, of course, because uh, you and I, I think we sort of turned to each other and said the same thing pretty much at the same time when we saw Max go out. We're like, well, is this take- a poll for Alonzo? <laughs> <laughs> and give, especially was. because of the 10-place penalty for uh, Leclerc, could have been, but at the end of the day, just that Red Bull car is so fast. I mean, Alonzo put in a great lap in his yeah. Aston Martin, 128.73. But still that's nearly a half second off uh Perez's poll time. And you have to think, I mean, we don't know, but what let me ask you, what do you think? If Verstappen had not had the mechanical problem, would he have been faster than Perez? Likely, right? Well let's see here. He um I mean, I don't think he got close to that time in Q two. I don't think he got close to that time in any of the practices, but just knowing what we know of Max Verstappen, I think he would have been faster than Perez.
0: Yeah, I he mean, would have been on Perez. Where is he? That on?
1: was my pick for pole before it started. Right, I thought it was going to be uh, Verstappen, Perez, Alonso.
0: Yeah, like in Q one, in Q one when it was still filled, Verstappen was one twenty eight point seven six. So he was on. He wasn't. He was a point. He's yeah, half a half a second, half a second off. Um, yeah, Perez. I think he still would have got. I think he would have gotten it. I think there's just Max is just on such a. He, he's just, I can't, I have to, I have to quote Christian Horner again. He is the lion. He is, he is the king of he's he the alpha of the pack right now. Well, that's a wolf thing, but um he's, he's an alpha of the pride right now. And, and like the, the king of the crop, he's the rooster of the paddock. He's, I think he's just, on, he's on top of his game. I think he would have taken that. Yeah. He, um, he's
1: in the zone. I would say like he's, uh, and I, I remarked to you off air. Like he just seems a lot calmer these days. Um, yeah. You know, he had a mechanical failure and he wasn't, uh, you know, he didn't throw the steering wheel, didn't throw his helmet, didn't, didn't get throw the, a fit, didn't get the car, didn't, uh, didn't slam anyone's door, didn't yeah. kick the car. So, you know, he took it in stride. And I think, I don't know, but this is just my sort of feeling on it. Of course, he's won two world championships. That has to give him some inner confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think he's older. He's more mature. But I think the biggest factor why he wasn't so upset with that failure, I'm sure he was, of course, but... He knows he has the fastest car on the grid. Yeah, so he's just going to blast by everybody, and he's still going to win tomorrow. Yeah, that's my call. He's winning. Yeah, I I don't think
0: I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. I think this season is very much just a Red Bull one-two all yeah. the way through, unless um, there are
1: extenu- extenuating cir- circumstances, failures, crashes, yeah. what have you. But
0: yeah, it's at least they're at least going to win everything until. Imola. Hmm. And, and maybe Imola when people bring in. Yeah, we see uh, some, bigger, see some b- upgrades. bigger upgrades. Yeah, sure. That's when I think we're going to see the, the biggest Aston Martin upgrade. Mm-hmm. Um, if Fingers anything, crossed. Yeah. That will be exciting. Um, obviously, in the Mercedes. We'll see what happens with Mercedes. Uh, we, we'll talk <laughs> about Ooh? that. We'll, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Are they still I, in this? The, I, I thought they I were. George is 4th. George
1: is starting P4. Didn't they just hang up their um, shingle and quit? They should. Yeah. At this point, I think <laughs> it's just a write off,
0: anyways. <laughs> I, I got to say, though, I think I'm surprised that. Aston Martin didn't try and use Stroll in a position to give Fernando Alonso a toe, to give him that little extra thing. He might I yeah. think he's got 0.29 off of uh, Charles Leclerc and Ferrari, who's on uh, who's qualified P2. qualified yeah. P2 with yeah. a 128.4420. <laughs> Laugh at that. But, you know, obviously <laughs> the 10-place grid penalty is going to be starting the race at P12, sure. which means Alonso's in a really good spot for a very clean getaway, which, you know, Perez that has been in, uh, obviously in yep. the one race that we've had Paris hasn't had a clean getaway and Alonso no, is and known for his clean You're right. I clean. mean
1: looking just over uh Paris's career I I think he's not well known as a as a great starter. Yeah, you know, uh, getting but off the line well—he's that's not his strong suit. I no. think I feel no. I think whereas Paris, it is for Alonso. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think I think Perez
0: really comes alive around like the ten to twenty lap mark. Mm-hmm. That's when the tires have worn in the medium. I think everyone's going to be starting mediums from. The, I, I'd be yeah. surprised if someone starts
1: softs or hard. Jeddah so. Jeddah is not hard on tires. Uh, yeah. the, the surface is quite smooth. You're not contending with the sand from the desert as you are in yeah. Bahrain. Uh, it's a very flowing circuit, very high speed circuit. Yeah. There's not a lot of tight corners. There's not a lot of hard braking events. Um, so it is a lot easier on the tires, the circuit itself. And then, as I've said before, one of Perez's uh, strong points is that he himself is quite good with tire management. So yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll get off the line well because he seldom does. Uh, so yeah, maybe we'll see um, Alonso in the lead on the first lap. I'll call yeah. it. I'm gonna say you Alonso in the, the lead, first lap. On the first lap, uh, Verstappen to win the race. Uh, the podium will be Red Bull one, two, Alonso third. Yeah, but we will see Alonso leading the race, and I'm gonna just say why or, not on the first lap.
0: Or do I, you know what? I'm gonna take a wild guess. Okay, I'm gonna see if Verstappen crashed. Oh. The one crash. Bombing, bombing, okay. up, that tight, bombing yeah. up that tight, tight I midfield, mean, everything going crazy. Yeah. You know, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, safety car might bump things. Sure, he's, sure. He's, he's, known to dri- he's known to drive elbows out, wheels
1: out into tight corners, even when he's been but warned I, not to. But I think his maturity now, I think he's going to – I mean, this is just me. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. No, I think no, no, what no. you said is very, very possible. But at the same time, just as a counterpoint, I think his maturity now – He's not going to try to take the lead on the first lap. You know, he's not going to yeah. pull a Kimmy. Remember Kimmy a few yeah, years ago yeah, yeah. made up like 11 places on an opening lap or something. Yeah. I and mean, he even remarked like, why is everyone driving so slow? And yeah. he's just ding, 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 ding. Yeah, And it, but he for Verstappen's got the car to do it. Oh, he could. He's definitely, he definitely could. He, he's definitely going to jump.
0: I going to say he's, gonna wait. he's starting P15 behind Valtteri Bottas, behind Kevin uh, Magnussen, Joe Garniou, and Nico Hülkenberg, and P11, uh, which we'll talk about Nico in a, in a second here but i'm expecting first lap when he if he gets a good clean slate i think he's going to jump to nico where the cars line up on the grid i think he can jump the, the
1: positions really and, quickly out of turn, and, out of and, turn and, 3 or 4 and and pass hulkenberg or just get up behind him i mean i'm going i want to take the safe bet and yeah. say, get get up behind yeah him. i don't Into think he'll he'll pass hulkenberg yeah. on the first lap because uh hulkenberg was really putting in some good times yeah. in practice and in in, in qualifying ultimately you know, qualifying down in eleventh, but uh, nevertheless, he did put in some good times. But eleventh
0: only point oh .04. Yeah, four yeah, hundredths it was, it was of a really second second I know. I off know. Of Pierre Gasly, who Pierre Gasly, our our boy in our our boy in Peptobismo. Yep.
1: P Pepto-
0: ten. Yeah. He, he, I sure. mean,
1: that's good. I, I, th- I think it's, it's it better than last race, of course. Clearly, yeah. But for all the hype that that was in the in the press about Alpine. In preseason testing and all the speed they were showing, it's not translating to the races, is it? Or to the qualifying's at least? It it did last uh, week to the race where we saw Gasly make up whatever it was, ten places or eleven places. 11, so yeah, eleven to get to P nine. Yeah, he's not going to yeah. finish in P nine. I I think he will make up some places. Of course, in P ten. Uh, no, I don't think he's going to go backwards. Gasly? No, Ga- yeah, Gasly's in P ten right oh, now. Oh, sorry, he started. He qualified P ten. So, yeah. um, so I think I think he like won't finish P ten. No,
0: I think like maybe with pit stops and how and. And then if he's on top of his tires, everything, maybe I, like I don't know, maybe it's mean to say P eight, but I don't think like don't get me wrong, I think that if Gasly is able to maintain a like P seven to P ten finish throughout the majority of the races this season. That's that's good for for where he was in in an, in, an, in, an yeah. un, in a quote unquote uncompetitive car. Yeah. That's some that's that's fair, not not solid, but like that's like you obviously want more, but. He's still kind of getting into the the contendership for best of the rest. I think sure. that's that's a good safety car or a good pit stop away from getting into P five. I think that just like where you want him to take steps as a driver in a competitive car and then going up, that's yeah. a fair finish. I think that's yeah. that's just a good confidence booster for him. I wouldn't. I would say that probably by the summer break, if he's consistently getting to this the seven to ten, I think you got to make tell him, push it. You're going well, best. Of, you have to get best of the rest of the, best, the well, next and it's, couple. But
1: it's the car too, right? Like yeah. he left Alpha Tauri for arguably you would expect greener pastures. He was hoping to get into a better car, and I guess the Alpine is better than the Alpha Tauri this year. But I, I don't. I I wonder if Gasly is is it would be satisfied with those types of finishes. I I suspect not. I I. I I yeah. think he'd be somewhat disappointed. Sure. He was hoping for more. Yeah.
0: I think that I think that um that's a that's a good insightful way of looking at, it, especially if from a driver's perspective. I think as a team though, as long as Alpine is better than McLaren, they're going to be happy. As long as they're better than McLaren oh, sure. fighting, well, fighting for 3rd, yeah. which they're in a really good spot to be fighting for 3rd right now. 3rd, 3rd, 4th and 5th, honestly, 2nd sec- all the way to 5th <laughs> is like yeah, is sure. really anyone's game yeah. between Aston Martin, Ferrari, mm-hmm. Mercedes and, McLaren. and and um Alpine, even before mm. McLaren. Mm. Yeah. Like McLaren's gone got two um, more or less de- uh um retirees in two in two We have yet to see what's going to happen well, in the that Well, that,
1: that's true. I mean, we were I was at least certainly slagging on M- McLaren quite hard uh in uh, Bahrain, but you know, to their credit, it seems like I guess maybe just Jeddah suits their car better, but you know, the car had pace in it. We see that mm-hmm. because of course Piastri out-qualifying Gasly, so good on, you know, congratulations mm-hmm. to Piastri, making it to Q3 on what is effectively his true first qualification because he didn't, you know, it was a car issue. And yeah. then the car was fine, but it was Norris himself who put it into the wall. So, but, I mean, maybe maybe there was something else that caused that. I don't know. But from what I saw on television, it just looked like he misjudged it and turned yeah. it in a little too tight. So... You know the car showed some pace, the McLaren that is. So yeah. I mean, good on them. But well, uh, well, at the end of the day, they still. You're right. They only have one driver um, who actually qualified. So. Yeah, right.
0: Right into the, in the into the points. And like like we can't. I don't. I think we
1: can't ever forget that from P3 to P16, only half a second difference. Well, that was in free practice three. I haven't actually seen the the gap in uh, the final. You know, in qualifying, but. Um, in qualifying, like maybe, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you want to look it up while we talk because I, I also just wanted to say quickly, too. Like earlier, when I was slagging on Mercedes, I, I do have to give credit here that you know, Russell did drag that car up into P4 qualifying, and mm-hmm. so he's going to start on the grid in P3 after Leclerc's uh penalty. So you yeah. know, that's impressive, and it comes at a time when Hamilton, you know, uh, was down in eighth. So again, George Russell out qualifying Hamilton. Hamilton, of course, uh, in the news a lot this week because of his trainer, and yeah. so I, I don't think Hamilton's going to race next year. That's a uh, that's a bold <laughs> it's prediction. Very, it's very bold I, to make the second <laughs> second race of the season, but, but I just given it. circumstances, he's getting out yeah. qualified by his teammate. He, he 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 doesn't. He's won seven world championships. Of course, he wants that eighth. And, you know, he had the, he was very close to winning it in Abu Dhabi a couple of years ago. And, yeah. you know, people think different things about, you know, what happened there. But he certainly wasn't close to winning it last year. And he's not close again this year. Yeah. Why would he come back? You, you
0: well, especially, and, well, the question is, like, would he come, would he, quote unquote, retire? Or would he essentially take a gap few years until 26 when there's a new engine and new car regulations and come back with it? Or does he go to Red Bull? I don't think he goes to Red Bull. I think I think he <laughs> would he go if they offered cash. him. Do you think? <laughs> look, Red Bull. Red Bull. Again, I don't I, think Red I, Bull look, wants him. No, I don't think Red Bull wants him. But no. I just want to say that uh, even even watching some videos and the stories of like Red Bull, the way Red Bull was getting uh, the, the minds together to build their championship team in twenty one and twenty yeah. uh, two, yeah. the amount of money that Red Bull just seems to be able to throw at people, right? Do do we have to question their budget again, yeah. or the, their budget spending again? Because they're just like obscene amounts that were being sent to people right. to to get them to get them there. Both in all these years, that you're wondering what what does the budget actually cover? What does the interpretations as they as everyone says about the budget actually cover? If team uh, salaries is part of it, how how close are they? I'm I'm wondering if, if Red Bull is even going to spend any money in their development budget this year. I don't think they will. It's hard
1: to say. Yeah. I mean, the way things are structured, you know, they have the second company. Of course, they have Red Bull Powertrains, and they yeah. have Red Bull, whatever their official name is, Red Bull F1 Racing. I Red think it's Bull just Red F- Bull Racing. Red Bull Racing. Yeah. yeah, I think Oracle Red Bull Racing. Red Bull Racing. They like have that. Red Bull Racing. They have Red Bull Powertrains. They have AlphaTauri. There's yeah. a lot of places so there where they many. can move money around. So. Yeah,
0: that's. And th- and that like is a questionable thing into itself, but I don't want to bring that up. There's no news on that whatsoever. I don't want to break a story on that I don't know. Yeah, really no, of course. Story, it's, it's all speculation. But and
1: and other teams are in a similar position. Um, yeah. not quite as strong, but um, you know, Ferrari sort of has a sister team in, in Haas. Sort of but not Man. owned. Not yeah, owned, but I mean, yeah. there's such a supplier in the car he- and heavy parts. Yeah, so it's, much it's of it. Essentially, well, a customer car. Yeah.
0: Well, and like, well, last year oh, there was a lot of Ferrari and Haas. Yeah. And there is still a lot of Ferrari and Haas this year, but Haas is big. The big story with Haas has been that they've uh, been doing a lot of work themselves. Mm. On, on yeah, they've taken a year to really develop themselves more internally. Yeah, because they're allowed to now after right. the development right. freeze, and, that and not, everyone's and not redeveloping the whole
1: engine in between in three months. And after Mick Schumacher broke all their old cars,
0: yeah, they've really <laughs> had a yeah, exactly. <laughs> they've had a really good chance to look at the cars from the inside out after after <laughs> yeah. Mick. So thank you, Mick. You've helped Haas be mediocre yet again. Though I would say I would love Mick. It's not going to happen because it's a Mercedes car. But I would love Mick to somehow. Jump in as a reserve driver for George in, in George Russell's car. Well, how about happens. this? Lewis
1: Lewis gives up mid-season. Yeah, I'm out of
0: here. I'm done. Mick comes in. See you in. guys. See you. Thanks. Yeah.
1: Thanks for the memories. I'm out. Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> I. I it would be so wild if it happens, but who knows? I I really doubt that would happen because he is you know he's a fighter. He's an athlete. Uh, he's a professional. He's, yeah. he's he's. I think he's committed to the team and to the sport. I really do um but mm-hmm. at the same time if it did happen i would totally understand it yeah like totally yeah. why does he want to be slogging around every week and he's got, behind his teammate yeah and like, he's that's got, not a great way to end your career no and you've got three more years of this basically yeah if he right. stays in because he's i mean he's thirty, thirty-eight, thirty-seven, thirty-eight 38 37 38 now yeah, something like that i yeah. saw a graphic as we were watching Quali; it was 16 years ago to the day that he made his debut
0: no way! Really? Yeah, in That's Australia. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So he's been in this for sixteen years. Yeah.
0: I mean, one of the top of sixteen years. So. Yeah.
1: So seven world championships, drivers championships in sixteen yeah. years. That's impressive. Yeah. I would love for him to see. I'd love to see him get that eighth. Yeah. For sure. Just that would be so. Just yeah. to I, see someone break that record.
0: Yeah, and I don't care how long it takes or when he does it, how old he is when he does. It. I think the older the older. The older he is when he gets it, the better it is. Oh, for sure, because it just shows that you can stay in this in this sport for so long. Well, as Alonso's forty one, for, yeah, 41, 42 so. ish. He's yeah, like going back to Alonso. He's been such a such a fun one to watch uh, this season, obviously this season. Sure. But he's he's been really well, it's been fun. Y-
1: you know what's interesting to me? I see a little similarity here in Hamilton and Alonso, because I think a lot of people but certainly myself, I can speak for myself, when Lewis left McLaren to go to Mercedes, there were a lot of people, myself included, who questioned that. Like McLaren didn't have the greatest year, the year that, that, that Lewis left, but still, you know, he, won, he nearly won the championship in his rookie season with McLaren. He mm-hmm. did win the championship in 2008 with McLaren. And when he went to Mercedes, Mercedes was not doing well. You know, yeah. And so when he made the move, a lot of people said, hmm, you know, what's he what does he know that we don't? And obviously he knew a lot. And so the similarity I see there with Alonso is Alonzo left Alpine, which was having a lot of good press about the car and about the team. And of course, he was having, you know, his conflicts with the team and maybe with his teammate. But nevertheless, when he moved to Aston, you know, some people, not as many people, I think, but maybe raised a bit of that question why did he leave? So obviously he knew something about the team, about Aston Martin that, you know, the rest of us didn't know. And now we're seeing it pay dividends. Now he looks like a genius, just like Lewis looked like a genius for joining Mercedes when he did.
0: Yeah. Another similarity is when Lewis joined Mercedes, Yeah, that's when Lauda came in and mm-hmm. like completely restructured that team yeah. Yeah. to be a, the race winning team. And Aston Martin has just come in after uh, Dan Fallow came in and mm-hmm. rest- has restructured the engineering team. And I'm trying to look it up now, but there is another uh, old driver that's part of the uh, ex, sorry, not old Formula Formula, <laughs> Formula yeah. One driver. no yeah. It's part of the um, race, the race philosophy program, and the, and at the race Aston o- Martin. Aston Martin hmm. Who Alonso? Sure. W- uh, another uh, a Spaniard? Uh, like okay. De Is it Dela Rosa. De, I think Pedro so. Pedro Delarosa. I think so.
1: Well, he used to be the test driver at McLaren. I think Pedro Delarosa has the record for doing the most Formula One laps ever.
0: Yeah, Pedro Delarosa. Yeah. He is uh he I met him
1: twice. Oh Yeah, I met him once oh. in China, once in Korea.
0: Yeah. Uh, here it is. Uh I'm going to see this. Uh the fifty one Spaniards Squad based on MSR. But yeah, he's he's he's, been, with he he, he's in a company's role. He's with Aston Martin involving media, uh media am- marketing.
1: Ambassadorial role.
0: Yeah, media marketing, yeah. promotional ambassador yeah. ambassador, as
1: well as race philosophy consultant. Interesting. So going and there's more similarities then between um between McLaren, the McLaren Mercedes change for Hamilton, because in Hamilton's rookie year, two thousand seven, there was actually debate about who's gonna get the seat. Is are is McLaren gonna bring Hamilton in in two thousand and seven because he was young, he was twenty two? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Twenty twenty one, twenty two. Are they gonna bring him in or is it gonna be Pedro Delarosa? There was a lot of talk and a lot of people were saying it's gonna be Delarosa because he knows McLaren inside and out. The team, the car, I, I think he does have the most either the most laps in F one as a test as a test pilot or the most laps at McLaren as a test pilot. But, you know, he knows that team inside and out. So I'm not surprised to hear him have that role now, I guess, with Aston he's he's been around for so long but that's my point a lot of people thought in 2007 he was going to get the seat at mclaren that lewis did yeah and and most laps is probably al- f1 racing laps has to be alonso maybe barrichello
0: yeah i'm i'm yeah. looking I'm, I'm looking this up i'm sorry uh which yeah i, I which think uh, uh,
1: Delaroso that holds a lap
0: record so Yeah, but probably for testing yeah for te- for, yeah. for for testing and, and, yeah. and general. Yeah. and also most laps and most laps in general, okay, um in a f one car um still holds the record and, and especially for testing, yeah, um yeah, so yeah one so
1: he's one. at a, he's at Aston now, and uh, Alonzo's at Aston, so obviously, you know it's only two races into a twenty three race season, but Alonzo is looking like a genius here for making that move, which is interesting because not many people actually would call Alonzo a genius for some of the moves he's made in the past,
0: yeah. And maybe it's all mind, maybe there's mean. all mind games. Yeah. <laughs> who knows of that? Uh I will say that one speaking of mind games and Alonso, the, the only negative I have about the removal DRS check in is that I would have loved to have seen DRS check in done with Alonso mm-hmm. in a P Two position, going mm-hmm. after an attack an, being in an, a, a going in, in attack mode against Perez, yeah. who is a good defender defender. Yes, that's but true. Does not have the
1: same daring lunges into, into oh. DRS oh. zones oh. like that. Yeah. That uh it, it would have been interesting, but for me, just too artificial, yeah. too contrived, and so I, I'm I'm happy the way it turned out. I think personally, I think that change was a good one. I do, too. Um, and I I think that um, you know we're gonna see a great race. We're gonna see a great race. We're gonna see Leclerc in a fast car coming up through the field. We're gonna see Verstappen in the fastest car coming up through the field. We're yeah. going to see Perez having o- an opportunity to defend from Alonso, two-time world champ. We're going to see Alonso push you know for the lead for the win I mean there are a lot of storylines to follow tomorrow and like and and I I dare I say
0: it I I almost want to challenge you on the first app and win I almost oh, want to well I think you I, didn't you already? No, I said like oh maybe he could crash out. Yeah, you said he's um, going to crash. So Yeah, yeah I'm I'm, ho- I'm so I'm hoping win from the pit. Yeah, I'm hoping to crash. Yeah. I'm hoping that would be the crash for I don't think I don't think he'll be the crash though. I think if anyone's going to crash it's probably going to be um Hulkenberg or Magnussen for for the, the names <laughs> of it. That's just that's just typical one of them. Well, but yeah. You let's say, you know, with how f- tight Jetta is when everyone's in race mode when everyone's in uh you know not moving out of the way if they if they mm-hmm, don't have mm-hmm. to everyone's yeah, driving sure. elbows out on a very narrow racetrack everyone's so so close we might be able to see someone hold hold Verstappen back I don't I really don't think there's a lot of defending unless you're in a, a p1 p2 position but we might see some might we might see some defending oh and yeah, we'll we might see some racing that's for sure yeah and so that might give uh, if Alonso is able to to stay out. Alonzo, they play the pit stop strategies well. We might see, we might be able to see an, an Alonzo win if he's
1: able to to hold to hold out well.
0: I I don't I don't necessarily think so. But Alonzo the, for man, the win. Oh, oh Mariachis is, who, is who, saying
1: that. Who would not want to see that? Like anybody, even the the most hardcore verstappen fan i think would applaud they may not want they might they may not want to see it but i think any fan is going to applaud an alonzo win yes i think nobody's going to be yeah. against that i think if you're just a racing fan yeah you're you're everyone's rooting for Alonso to do something 41 would, years old bounced around on a few teams you know two-time world champion arguably should probably be a five-time champ yeah really? I think he's only been i think <laughs> they say that uh for him to have been a five-time champion... Should be at least four. Yeah. He should th- have got one at uh, Ferrari. He finished second that year. Yeah. He, you know, it was close. And then he should have got one at m- McLaren. No, not McLaren. So at least a three-time champion. Yeah. I think both of m- both of his were... Renault. No, no
0: they weren't. Both no, they were, they were both Renault. Renault. Yeah, of yeah, course. They were Renault. Renault. Yeah. Um, I, think someone, I think someone said, like, technically, he's only five points away from being a four-time or five-time right, champion. Right, right. That's my point. If he had gotten five more points, he oh, would have gotten that. And and Abu Dhabi
1: t- was one of them where he got stuck behind the Russian driver who used to drive for, for Lotus or whatever Lotus used to be called. Oh, I can't remember oh. his name. Oh, um, I'll, yeah. We'll have to look it up, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, he, you're right. He's, he's, um, he's certainly within just a few points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of being multiple champs. So anyone's going to want to see that win. I don't think that we will, but I hope we do. Yeah. I don't know it's it's such a hard it's such a
0: bad bet to bet against anything other than Max was happen right now. Um uh, but though I it would be great. I would I would love it. I think that would just be more fuel in Lewis of Hamilton's fire to like for, for Mercedes to change, uh into that into a different side pod or a different race philosophy. Um you brought him up and you brought the team up, so we're gonna talk about Ferrari
1: for a second here. Sure. Uh and, and Petrov was the Russian driver I was trying to recall.
0: Oh, okay, perfect. Yep. Petrov. Uh What's this, what, not something? What was it? What is it? Something? Petali Petrov. Petali Petrov. Okay. Petali, right. yeah. Petali, yeah. Uh, Charles Leclerc and Ferrari. Yep. Throughout uh, the practices, they were looking pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Was I heard the rumor uh, that they were you know turning tuning they had the car? The wick
1: turned down. Yeah, yeah. just
0: uh, and that you know who knows why? Who knows exactly why? But. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Ma- it's testing. reliability. Marianne knows why. Yeah, <laughs> reliability. Yeah. Marianne knows everything. This is uh, I'm pointing d- to where she normally sits. Yeah, so. we are, uh, the the red couch, the hot seat, the 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 guest bar. We, oh my gosh, I, I it's weird not having her. I only the three episodes. I, in I was
1: going to sit there, but uh, I didn't for two reasons. Number one, it just wouldn't be right. But number two, I, I, I like to use my computer, of course, and it wasn't a comfortable place to put yeah. my computer.
0: Well, it's funny because I, I, I'm not sure if you saw the um, our one of our latest Instagram posts where I have I took the pictures. One of the ones that you took, of Mary on, just okay. like smiling, the most yeah. arguably the most infectious smile of the podcast. Yeah, and then uh, also her on her laptop working working away while we were actually recording. Oh, that was cool. One that my brother took, and yeah, um, it just shows that like she just she's so dedicated to. Her research and her, her making sure that she's absolutely right that she compromises comfortability <laughs> so she could just use <laughs> yeah, her laptop important. To, get, to get it. It's and important. Uh, we miss you, Marianne. But um Ferrari, she because she does know a lot about Ferrari and especially about the, the reliability and how they're going for performance. Yeah. Ferrari's out of e- ERS parts. Uh, so ECU? He's yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, ECU? Yeah. Okay. ECU. Yeah. Electronics control unit? Yeah. They're yeah. completely out. They're taking every single time they have to replace. Have at least with Eclair, yeah. there's a penalty. Yeah. Um so reliable so I'm thinking we're going to see a lot of kind of practice uh tune downs mm-hmm. which just is not what you want to see in a team because the free practices sure. are where you're getting the the data the data and the data um because I don't know if they're two different things um, even though they're the same word I'm not I'm, it's, a, it's a joke on how people pronounce okay, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah I, it's, I a, always it's a it's an I english I major I uh, go joke. both
1: ways sometimes in terms of the pronunciation of that word I sometimes yeah. say data sometimes data Yeah there's a character in Star Trek the Next Generation yeah, called data. data. So that's
0: yeah, yeah, the, an- yeah. the Android. Yeah. yeah, um, I feel like free practices are where you're going to get the most data to improve and know where your developments need to go. Yeah. So if you're tuning down the car, mm-hmm. for that, like you're you're missing out on so much to actually improve the car because yeah. you don't have no, no that's fair a good thing. point. But it just shows like like Ferrari's got some major.
1: I don't know what's going on. They got some hurdles. like They got some obstacles. They internal, have some challenges. Internal and on the track. They got a fast car, but looks like a fragile one to some extent. Yeah. Uh, and it was interesting. I, I, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because uh, before qualifying, so in practice, Ferrari was saying that, you know, we have more speed. I think Leclerc said in the locker, which was an interesting analogy. We have more in the locker. Yeah. Um, and, and interestingly, you said Red Bull saying we're not going to be as fast in Jeddah as we are as we were in Bahrain. And I guess, in a way, both turned out to be true because we did see um, the Ferrari looking quite fast in qualifying at the end of the day. Leclerc did qualify in P2. And we did see, although the Red Bull got pole position again, it wasn't faster than last year's pole time, whereas it was in Bahrain. So really i think you could make a point that that both drivers actually were telling the truth that leclerc when he said that ferrari had more in the locker to use his words they did and when you had pretty much everybody at red bull saying we're not going to be as fast uh they weren't although they were still yeah. the fastest
0: yeah and yeah i agree like that's uh it's interesting i th- i think like this what has really started to show in the last few seasons is uh how much the drivers know and how much the teams are most of the time, most teams, <laughs> Mercedes, uh, how much most teams are kind of listening to what their drivers are kind of saying <laughs> post and, and post race and during the race. And yeah. and, taking li- and and just how much they know. And I guess these, guys, these are guys who literally live in these cars
1: to a point that they know the, the ins and outs of their vehicle. They
0: know what this RN. And so
1: what they're saying is very true. Um, do you want to do you want to stay on the electronics control unit just for a second? Something we talked about before we came on air about sure. who makes them?
0: Yes, we do. You, this was a very interesting yeah, in the middle of qualifying you this was a, a, a fun info dump that I actually did look up, and you are 100 percent, so you can take that away. You know? Yeah,
1: so uh, a hard hardcore fan probably already knows, but for just passionate fans, the electronic uh, many of the parts in an F1 car are standardized, and that means that every team is using the exact same part. And I don't know exactly the number of those parts that are standardized. There's actually more than you might think. But the point I want to make is one of those standardized parts is this electronics control unit or whatever its official name is. The one that Ferrari has been having problems with. And the manufacturer of that part is McLaren Electronics. McLaren Electronics, of course, is part of the McLaren group. It's not part of McLaren Formula One race team. But it is interesting that every single car, all 20 cars on the grid, have that uh, electronics control unit that is manufactured by McLaren.
0: Since, like, 2018, 2019, they've been the main uh, supplier of them. Yeah. And teams are allowed to, like, basically what, ba- what it basically kind of is, is to kind of bas- bastardize the uh, the analogy of, uh, a really terrible analogy of this. It would be like getting a PC tower that is like, here's your basic motherboard, here's your basic graphics, here's all your basic stuff yeah. like just given to you. Mm-hmm. And that is what McLaren does. A very, very good version of this of compu- yeah, sure. PC tower. And then teams are allowed to kind of go and mix around and change things up and, and, and kind of mm, tweak I, a I little bit. I, but I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. how much they have Th- that's are. they? Yeah, that's I what thought I'm looking they were up sealed. on. Yeah, I thought they were They're sealed
1: and you can't touch them, but y- maybe you can. To,
0: to, a, de- to a degree. Kay. Like you can't do it. It's kind of like... You can't really do. You can't swap anything majorly out, yeah. but you can kind of like turn the dial up, if st- and and turn it to fit to fit your car philosophy okay. in that. But so it is very. It is a very standardized thing. It yeah. is. A, they are the standard standard supplier of, of most ECUs. Yeah, I think for um, IndyCar too. IndyCar is another big yeah. one um, because they're
1: they have a big presence in IndyCar. Yes, yeah. very big presence, and 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 also
0: uh, Formula E. Which
1: yep. is um, uh,
0: funny enough. Uh, fun fact for you, in Formula E: the Porsche team, the TAG Heuer Porsche team, mm-hmm. is doing really well. That's they're, good. They won the curr- That's they're the current They're the one. Their driver is currently the number one. Okay. Kind of ironic that uh, the that uh, the Porsche team wanted to join uh, Red I see Bull. Yes, yes, yes. And, yes. and supply mo- un- as Red Bull powertrains yep. and supply most of their electronics. Yeah. And they said no, yep. and Red Bull said no. Because of a fifty-fifty, the rumor of, the fi- of a fifty-fifty split, right? Which is fair. Like if you mm. if you know you got a championship car, n- you're not going to sell fifty percent of your engine manufacturing company when you know you're winning. Sure. And you also have a deal with with Hon- I think the Honda deal was a big part of that too. With Honda, kind of like, well, no, that's on. Unf- like, come on. But well, that's speculation, but the point of the ECU... Is Porsche, Porsche
1: doing well. Porsche doing yeah. well,
0: and uh, McLaren supplying a lot. For, and so uh, elec- el- McLaren Electronics supplying yeah. a lot of electronic pieces across multiple...
1: Uh, teams and series. series. Yeah. yeah, teams and series. Is, and the question I had, and I posed it to you, and I, I don't know the answer, but like, okay, McLaren Electronics manufactures these parts for the, all the Formula One teams on the grid. Do they say... Do they allocate them? Do they say these are going to Ferrari, these are going to Williams, these are going to our team? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, yeah, I can't imagine that they do. I have to think that it is random that they have to manufacture a set number. The FIA, FIA says make a hundred this year, or make two hundred, whatever that number is, and they do. They put them in a box, and then they're just allocated randomly. Yeah, because if it was. If they actually knew for whom they were making them
0: that that would be it, almost
1: like there'd be too I, many conspiracies. It'd be yeah. like well they they did this deliberately. they put in a trap door, they put in a back door, they have a remote control that they press a button, and it you know yes. malfunctions well, you know
0: what Mary when you listen to this episode or that could be a, a fun deep dive for you and I to do together to find how, out how that's how, how, they're, how, allocated. That's how yeah. they're allocated because yeah. yeah. could you imagine could you imagine if, if asked at random? It has it has to be <laughs> yeah it's it like because there's such it's such a standardized part and every team only gets two of them to use per year which that's a com- that's another conversation we'll have about about budgeting and everything um, you would have to have it random or or as close to everything being to the point where you can't even have it random because it's such a standard unit that when they're given out to the teams it's the same well it is thing, it, it's right? supposed to be but that's my point if yeah. McLaren
1: electron like. Sports are sports. Everyone's always looking for an edge. I mean, look at the New, Ag- New England Patriots and their, you know, ball gate with the inflating the balls at different pressures to help out Brady. Like, every team in every sport is looking for an edge. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they would do it, but, you know, humans are humans. Look at Alonzo himself, right? Yeah. Did he not yeah. more or less bring a lot of data from one team to another, I, I don't know if that was ever proven, but there were certainly those allegations. Yeah, uh, McLaren I think was excluded from the championship one year for using Ferrari's designs. Or th- oh,
0: I'll have to I have uh, to look that up. Yeah, sometime. they were at,
1: they they were fined I think twenty five million dollars and lost all their world championship points. They were excluded from the championship for what I think was called you know industrial espionage.
0: Yeah, Formula One
1: spying scandal. Yeah, uh, Ferrari McLaren have have got a very
0: soft sentence in spy scandal mm-hmm. in two thousand seven. Oh, so this was this was, loo- this was all, and that information was given to the I think the rumor is by Alonso. Right, that's right? My point. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's every fine. team, point, so.
1: every person is always looking for an edge. So well, obviously, if McLaren is looking for an edge and gets any
0: say in who gets the the ECU the ECUs. Um, they clearly did not use their use it to their best of uh, ability because otherwise they they're, they're having engin- the same problems? Yeah, they'd have the same problem. Yeah. They'd have yeah. Um, but maybe that's something that uh I don't know. Looking for looking forward into into how the FIA and F1 kind of go. Does that have to get changed up? Does standardizing a uh, one one pr- one group making a standardized part change up or and allow other teams just to, to create their own parts with standardized? concepts but then that has to change the budgeting well which that, i that, think that, that's right that's yeah. why it was
1: done was for cost cutting right so
0: yeah i i feel that there's been nothing but kind of problems ever since the uh the lowering of the budget caps really became a thing um i'm fine with the budget cap i like the idea of it i just think that less than 100 that the 140 mil uh, I think next year's supposed to be 135, or this year's 135, something like that. The, the continuous lowering to get to like the 120, one, 125, 130 mark is a bad. Uh-huh. I don't agree with that. I think it should be a one 150 mil to 200 mil budget cap, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and if you anytime and and you get cost penalties depending on how much over 150 you're using. Uh-huh. So if you're if you go to budget 150 and you or lower dandy you're you're, you're perfect for okay. it, right but if you're developing more and more and more and more and more and you have to go up and up and up into there if you get to that 200 mil like cap but yeah. that that window then you're paying some fines or you're not much pain fines but you're paying like
1: the have to be some sort of sacrifice there would have yeah. to be some sort of penalty to, yeah because then it essentially wouldn't be a cap if there was no you know punishment penalty or, or reason not to exceed the 150 if you could just go to 250 without any, any i don't think 250 i think 250
0: is the way too right. i think like I think well, even you, even
1: two hundred mils is, is a heavy. Is I mean, it, like fifty million is, is almost like a whole new car. But because uh, it used to be Ferrari budgets back in the day were five hundred million. Yeah, well, and that was ten years ago when five hundred million is probably like eight hundred million now. Twenty
0: twenty Mercedes's budget was like. Five hundred. oh
1: was it 10? still that high in 2020 yeah, yeah. And, and then and red bull red bulls too yeah. red bull red bull had like a 5, 10, so 5 these, 20 are, million. these are companies spending half a billion dollars to put two cars on a track for you know 20 races or 23 now a year yeah. So it's a it's lot crazy. of money it's a, it's
0: whew, it's, a lot. it's funny because I've, I've always said i was actually telling um one uh station uh dj mahones uh from here at civil i was wa- we were watching some uh, uh Pra- practice yesterday. Okay, and she was asking about like some. Of she was. She wasn't so much asking as I was so much just telling because I just love to tell anyone and indoctrinate anyone into the F one circus. Um, I was telling her about like the cost, some of the cost of the of the of this of F one, and she was like, "How do, how do people afford this? How does this even happen?" Like, because. Because yeah well because the, the, it's, it's
1: so crazy the, the other yeah there's a lot of money out there in the world that's how it happens I mean uh, Audi, I was just talking to a friend the other day of course I think this is pertinent to our conversation of course because Audi will be entering F1 as a manufacturer um, but Audi as a automobile uh, company you know had record profits last year I think they um, their pro- their revenue was up 16 percent and their profit was up 40 percent. So they're making a lot more money on each car sold. They're either, they found some efficiencies in the production or they're just charging a lot more money. But nevertheless, revenue is up 16% for Audi, profits up 40%. So there's huge, huge money in these big, big companies. And that's what it takes to compete in Formula One these days. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, there are people who say it is a good thing because that level of money and innovation makes it exciting there are other people who say it's a bad thing because it 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 um it sort of pushes out the smaller teams and that's sort of what formula was formula 1 was at the beginning although ferrari has always been in formula 1 but ferrari hasn't always been the large money making machine company that it is today yeah uh last episode you actually said you know i think it was last
0: episode you said that you know enzo ferrari used to say that ferrari no. cars were made for their Racing yep. teams. Uh, quick thing. Uh, for the Hypercar uh, series, they just finished up in Seabrain. we took their first
1: provisional pull for I was for yes. the 499 yesterday, but
0: we're I think they only came fourth, P4, yeah, uh, I d- today. I don't
1: know where they finished, but when you were talking about Porsche doing well in, in FE, Formula E, I thought, well, if you want to talk about other series... Ironically, Ferrari w- had a good start to their endurance racing.
0: Yeah, which makes me kind of wonder, like, what's Ferrari doing?
1: <laughs> <You know laughs> what I mean? yeah. Uh, yeah, and
0: like I think Ferrari is literally in every single category of racing or every ma- major category. There's some more uh, homework uh,
1: for Osh.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're just going for a list of things. She's going to be so mad at me when she but when that, she that comes that's back. That's
1: yeah. a thing, right? The these companies can spread themselves too thin, and I think that's kind of what is happening to McLaren. And it could be also what's happening to Ferrari. I don't know, but for McLaren, I really think that's a uh, that's part of the issue.
0: I, it's such a question
1: that I I just, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I think like I, I don't know unless you
0: deep dive and see what's going on with there, what's what's happening. But and in terms of F one, like you know, the advertisement car versus the race car, it looked very racy today though. So which one? Uh, the advertisement car of af- their their F one advertisement uh, vehicle, uh, McLaren's because of the the. Uh, pads that just look for good for advertising not oh the sure. yeah,
1: yeah um the changeable in. screens
0: yeah well yeah changeable screens just just the whole bit in general yeah. of it being really good for advertising oh just not be, no, okay, okay I, I thought you yeah. meant specifically advertising uh, formula one
1: but yeah yeah, yeah not they yeah. weren't advertising formula one as a series but yeah my my criticism uh, and i have several of mclaren is that yeah they're too focused on on the advertising
0: yeah, yeah. but today
1: they look pretty racy
0: so yeah, the car had pace.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, and McLaren is a historic team. They have a lot of championships, a lot of history, a lot of innovation. You know, a lot of really big names one uh, of the have first driven one of for the McLaren. F- one of the first major uh, British, the, the British Revolution of, of Formula One. Yeah, and, and Williams and McLaren right in there. But, you know, Mika Hakkinen right drove four and won championships for McLaren. Ayrton Senna mm-hmm. drove four and won championships. Lewis Hamilton. I mean, they're they're a historic, iconic team. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm so frustrated, perhaps, is the word, because they've just really lost the plot. Like, yeah, I'm a Williams fan and I think Williams also lost the plot, but just not in a different way. I don't think they overreached and lost the plot. I think they just didn't stay competitive. But I think McLaren has kind of overreached. You know, they focused a lot on their road cars. They focused a lot on other series. And I, I think they've just lost the plot. That's all I can say.
0: So, Lewis Hamilton, Walter. Where, where do we begin with Lewis Hamilton? He's not looking happy this season, uh, as we know. It, it sucks because we, I, I wrote that really awesome feature on the W14. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be the year." They're fighting back. Yeah. Here's Luke Sky. Here's Luke Skywalker's green lightsaber mm-hmm. after he loses his his father's one. In the Empire. Now we get. A, now we get the classic. Everything was looking good. Everyone, uh, I mean obviously, Mercedes had said right off the bat we've got upgrades coming this is not the final car but it's a step in in our in our philosophy right it is not a step forward so no. far to the point where now they're admitting their philosophy has changed uh, yes. to m- much much <laughs> again i w- i would i would love to see that <laughs> i would love to see that philosophy work out but yeah. You gotta change me, you gotta change. And then of course going into this, Lewis fired his a uh, long t- long term trainer of seven years, uh well Andrew Cullen. They've,
1: they've parted, ways. parted I, ways. I don't know may, maybe it's I, I don't know. So like myself, I, I know the news that they've parted ways, but I don't know if she had asked for that, so essentially quit, uh stepped down, however you wanna phrase it. Uh or I don't know if Lewis let her go, laid her off, fired her. I, I really, yeah. I haven't heard, and, and I don't know if anyone really knows, other than of course sh- she and Lewis.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and
1: like I, I don't even know if the team fully knows
0: either. Yeah. Probably the not. The speculation. She's not a. She's
1: not a is she? Im- I wonder if she's employed by the team or is she employed by Lewis Hamilton. I think it's technically both, like uh, a bit of both, right? Okay. Like it's interesting. I think essentially, but I f- think essentially, you're still always
0: like. Mercedes AMG F1 Patronus, mm-hmm. you always the part that's always like who your employer is, Got but him. then still you're assigned to Lewis's team. Of or course, Lewis gets to kind of choose. Yeah, and, I think he th-
1: probably brought her on board, and she's been with him a very long time seven years. Yeah, it's big news because a lot of people, I think Hamilton himself included, attribute a lot of his success to her. Yeah, so she's uh, I believe a physical trainer as well as perhaps a, a yeah, emotional she,
0: trainer. She's his uh like coach, a one- h- performance if you will. coach. Yeah, I performance the coach. The right, technical term, physiotherapist, performance coach, and they're together all the time. Like she named the dog, I think, like named Roscoe. Oh yes, uh, the the, 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 f- the, the British bulldog. The British bulldog, which Not is the wrestler. Yeah, the dog, which is the greatest. I, I love that as a British bulldog. But Total Wolf kind of has hinted that the the news article, at least on Planet F One, is that Total Wolf kind of. Hence that Lewis instigated instigated the, the parting of ways. One of the quotes uh, here, if things don't work out anymore, then we need to be honest about it and then bring change,
1: is a, is a quote from from? Mm. Well, I, I certainly hope this is not a scapegoating issue because she wasn't, uh, I don't imagine she was involved in, a, in the design of the car. And I, I don't think it's Hamilton himself, but I guess maybe it is Hamilton himself to some degree that's yeah. underperforming in that car. I think we can agree it's not a great car but he's being outdriven by George Russell his teammate so so maybe yeah yeah maybe there's something to that yeah
0: and i mean like you see this all the time you mean Tiger Woods fired his long-term performance coach when he wasn't able to bounce back from all the surgeries and everything and now that that guy is now all over Netflix as well, a full swing, mm. talking about all these players because you know their their mind, their coach's mind. It's not that Angela, this another guy did a bad job. It's just it's not where their it, clients are in the mindset to have anymore. Sure. And you sometimes just need that drastic of a change. Yeah. To this, I'm loving the meme content. Of the idea that uh, you know Lewis Hamilton, when he broke up with Nicole Scherzinger, when they were together for five years, yep. he started to win all these championships. Yeah. So now he's ended he's ended things with the other woman in his life. Is he <laughs> going to win next the next well, season? Is he going to win eight more championships now? Sure. Who knows? I but would
1: that would be hilarious. It'd be ironic. It would be a coincidence, uh, probably, but yeah. it would be interesting. Again, I'd I'd love to see Lewis continue to race and continue to win. But uh, just the signs that I'm seeing, the signs, not Carlos Sainz, but the signs I'm seeing. another good point Thank you. Um, kind of lead me to believe that this will be Lewis's last season in Formula One. I alluded it to it in the first half of the program, and I'll, I'll go on record again as saying that. I just think that, you know, he r- he's a racer, and racers want to win. Yeah. And I, th- I don't think he sees a path to winning. Yeah. And if he doesn't see a path to winning, at least with Mercedes, then I don't think he's going to race. So, does he have an option elsewhere? I doubt it. I don't think he. The fastest car on the grid, hands down, is the Red Bull. Yeah. Could he go to Red Bull? Well, I think Red Bull. I don't could think easily make a seat for him. They could get rid of Perez in a heartbeat, but yeah. I don't think they want him. To no, be I, I think Red Bull
0: is essentially happy with where they are. Yeah. Other than. The questionable happiness (laughs) of Perez, but I don't
1: think they're upset with Perez. He just got provisional pole. Yeah. They're they're not going to change their driver. They're very happy with how Perez is performing. He can help them win the constructors. He can help Verstappen win the drivers, but he's not going to challenge Verstappen for the drivers. As much as I would like to see it, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, It just isn't because he's a number two. Yeah. Sorry to say it. That's my call. Yeah. That's how I see it rather.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and I I agree. I I would love Paris to I I would love Paris to get a drivers championship and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, but I don't think that's going to ever happen. Where else?
1: Where else can Lewis go to win? But see,
0: I think until 26, there is no other. There's n- it's either Mercedes, Red Bull, or Ferrari. Yeah. That those are, um, maybe Aston Martin if they continue. Maybe. I'm I'm kind of worried that <laughs> Aston Martin's going to have a great season this season and then in 24, 25, peter out into the mid tier because. When, yeah. you, when you have to pay those big massive fines for, for doing well and you have less time and everything. Sure. you Like, there's a difference between having, um, like, what what would it be? Like, I think the, the myth, what's the mystical number? Like, you have way, because they, they were the bottom, te- one of the bottom teams, you had so much more development time. Mm-hmm to make this jump and then if you're if you finish second in the constructors you have like less than half
1: yeah it's like nhl teams finishing last to get first pick in the draft kind of thing yeah, yeah.
0: so will will if they, let's say master martin stays stays where they are right now and they finish second in the constructors championship this season effing phenomenal job sure um but will their development take a hit in 24 25 if they can in 24 and then again yeah, they continue maybe 25 who knows i i have faith in Dan Fowle after you learned so well from adrian new and, ev- sure. and everything sure. that it could happen so you know british team a canadian british team yeah canadian well, british that's team that's is, is the big one that's why i was uh,
1: laughing earlier uh to myself because when i said where could lewis go to win and you said aston martin First, of course, one? it would never happen, but if, if they kick Stroll out and Lewis goes to Aston Martin and it's ends right. up driving oh beside gosh. Alonso again, oh like God. how awesome would that, that be? Would be Especially greatest. because it would be Stroll firing Stroll to make it happen. So, of course, that's never not won. going to happen. So that's essentially the point I'm trying to make. Lewis has nowhere to go. He's yeah. a racer. He's a seven-time champion. He wants to win. Where is he going to go to win?
0: I don't think you'd have that until twenty six. A- he's and gonna be forty one. Yeah, and he's not gonna. I mean, if anyone's going to come back at forty one and so, win a championship, it's probably going to be either Lewis or Alonso. I don't uh, think it's uh, happened. But could you imagine? Yeah, twenty six. Yeah, Audi. Yeah, Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton <laughs> driver lineup. <laughs> could you eleven imagine. world championships between one of them. the biggest wow. one of the biggest automobile
1: manufacturers and spenders? A German and a l- British driver. But both, German both team, love, both love mm. it, you know, yeah. I mean, who knows? We we've, we've talked about this before. I don't. I still don't know what's going to happen with Audi. It's yeah. it's early days. I know they got a ton of money. I know yeah. they're starting to invest it already. Uh, I I really am expecting good things from them. I'm hopeful. I'm expecting, but I don't know. Um, and I don't think in the modern era of F1 that a driver can take a couple years off and come back and be a champion again.
0: Um, maybe. Uh, I mean, back in the day that used to happen.
1: Yeah. But you look at, uh, Prost did it back in the day. Yeah. Um, Lauda did it. Um, Mansell maybe as well. So back in the day that used to happen where they would just stop racing for a year or two, come back and then be competitive. But in today's modern era, I don't, I don't know if it has happened. Nothing comes to mind, but I'm Sure. Really, only Alonzo, but he, did he, he didn't leave and come back and win a championship.
0: He didn't. No, he didn't leave and come back and win a championship. No. But he he did come back. And looked competitive, yeah, fair, and, but fair. didn't have a card. I get mean, him win there.
1: a championship. So yeah. back in the day, like Prost did it, and it has been done back in the day. But in today's modern era, I just don't see it. So Lewis, then I feel if he wants to stick around for what's going to happen in twenty twenty six, he's going to have to endure a lot of pain of losing seasons, losing to his teammate, and I don't think he wants that. So he no. he's got nowhere to go. I don't think he can leave the sport and come back and be competitive. I don't think he's going to want to slog it out until something comes down magically in 2026 and he's got nowhere to go next year. Yeah. And I don't think Mercedes is going to be a championship team next year either. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, hope I'm wrong, I, that's how I see it.
0: As as a Lewis Hamilton fan, I hope <laughs> you're wrong too, but I also look like if he leaves uh, I think uh, I think that like if, if he leaves it's a sour note and I don't think he wants to leave on a sour note. True. It's kinda one of those things where like if you're not enjoying your job, why stay in your job? And especially at the Yeah, and especially at the time at this point where you're like for the foreseeable future, I don't see it, this this changing. My my question is is more uh in terms of being outbeaten by his teammate, you look he is, you know, but only by let's see, where's George Russell? one twenty eight point and Lewis is a 129.222. That's, so that's pretty significant. Pretty significant. Pretty significant. Pretty significant. Yeah. Yeah. But also like yet again you're you're arguing whether Lewis has ta- is taking on the role of development go- of development donkey mm-hmm. and really <laughs> kind of like shouldering sure, the brunt sure. of the development and George is getting the parts that they've refined with Lewis's vision, which is from the sounds of what happened last year as well. Mm. Especially when Lewis has very has been the one that's the most outspoken about the philosophy and, and upgrade changes and and the direction that the car is mm. going to go in. Which is fair. He's been racing for sixteen years. He's known he knows what championship cars his his and louder's vision is what Helped make Mercedes so dominant when yeah. the two of them came in. Arguably the other way worked. around. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, loud. Like, yeah, La- Lauda's vision. I think obviously a lot of people credit Lauda for bringing Lu- Lewis and to and Mercedes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it, I think it was a lot of the development that team went through because when when Lewis joined Mercedes, they weren't all of a sudden winning races and championship. I not think.
1: right off the bat. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it it takes some time for racer philosophies sure. to mix with mix with the teams, and if the team's not listening, do this, then what's happening yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what happens when with um mercedes making deals it sounds like they're bringing back their old technical off the old technical director who's in a bigger role uh team front office head office wise it sounds like he's potentially coming back yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that And of all the teams that have developed that developed well last season with all the development struggles Mercedes did the best. Oh, absolutely. And Mercedes they didn't
1: really develop well until M-
0: Imola, anyways. Sure. So they
1: they took a terrible car and turned it into a race winner. Even even if Mercedes didn't win, the car improved. No one can argue against yeah. that. But you and I talked about this before Quali this morning. What happened? How <laughs> did it not get better? How? D- and in fact, not only did it not get better, it got worse. Yeah, I mean it doesn't porpoise and it doesn't have the same the the problems that it had last year, but it still has the biggest problem a race car can have. No, nope. not fast. Yeah, no
0: race space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and when we when you and I talked to do the the F one revolution uh, piece for the Cascade for the, the the yeah the alternate press
1: of the Fraser Valley the U F V Cascade dot ca can be found at U F V Check it out. It's an amazing feature and. I believe it was a year ago to the to the day. Today was the day, I believe, or certainly this week, if not today. Yeah, it
0: was this week. March fifteenth was our was our first actual F one feature. Yeah, and then black here. cover
1: Bahrain,
0: which we got a lot. We got a lot of comp- compliments. Uh, Check about it out. That it was the only like dark feature cover we had Mm -hmm. that entire year, the 2022 year. And so when we were doing the cover this year, the first thing I said was, you got
1: to make it pretty dark. Much like the Mercedes darkness of their car, I'm talking about the physical color, it's also eye-catching. So I encourage anyone to check those out.
0: has a beautiful centerfold uh, line in there. But point being... Point. B- thank you. Point being, when we talked about it, we had nothing but praises for the Merse- like almost nothing but praises for the Mercedes design. The scene the c- that in black, it looked sleek. It looked well, improved. Yeah. And on the Silverstone tracks, all the visuals of it driving, it looked good. The W fourteen. The, the W fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This year's car, yeah. the w- and it looked good. It looked fast. It was driving well. Everyone's yeah. had positive things. And then Bahrain came in, and the pace was just gone. Right. After setting. Near lap record times at Silverstone during testing, right? Like early, like during shakedown testing, it was
1: performing well, and then it was all of a sudden, so off. that's also part of my question. Like the fact that they stuck with that design, the Zero Pod or whatever they're calling it, and and, and even a casual fan or even even a non fan, you know, can look at that Mercedes and go, "Wow, that's strikingly different than any other car on the grid." So the fact that they stayed with that this year was encouraging to me because it, it suggested to me, ultimately I was wrong, but it suggested to me that they've got a good car because why else would they stick with it, right? And I'll even go further back. Why did they start it in the first place? Like I, and you and I talked about this as well, for the life of me, I cannot find an answer to this question. Why did they start that design in the first place? I can assume that they have reams and reams and gigabytes and terabytes and teraflops of data that say it's faster. Because a team the size of Mercedes, with the importance that the AMG, Petronas Mercedes, F1 team, whatever their official name is, has within their company as a branding device, as a marketing device, they don't want to screw it up. But they did. And so, why did they go so radical in the first place? What went wrong? Because it had to look good on paper, or else it would have never gotten approved.
0: Yeah, there, there must be something, and there, there. Mu- I would love to see. Like let's say they changed the t- entire philosophy, bring us back some proper, s- some um, some full size side pods, everything. Right. I would love to see them just release the, de- the, the data. <laughs> I almost did it again. I almost said data, and data. D- I s- yeah, yeah. I switch between g- them. Same. The worst part is that sometimes I will start to say it one way, and no. that's not the way I want to say. How it. about
1: R O U T E? A bus. You say route or route? A bus route. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I get. I'm, yeah, I, I'm on route, route mm. and this is the route. Pa- this is the route. There's my take, English, but man, the bus road. Yeah, yeah. fair so enough. So
0: some words uh, phonetically like phonetically just sound nice. Like data. Listen, listen to. I'm 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 um, I'm reading data versus I'm reading data. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. I, I guess because
1: like I grew up watching Star Trek: The Next Generation, it's always data yeah. for you, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So, but there, there must be some data around there, and I would love them to release it. That just shows that this thing is
1: like a rocket. And they've said, well, they is it like in their one time? Of course, it has to exist. Yeah. There's no way that Mercedes is going to sign off on spending whatever their budget is, $150 million or whatever, on a car that cannot, on paper at least, prove that it's going to meet the objectives of winning a world championship. Yeah. Because, you know, a little. It's mostly known, but a lot of teams don't really care about the Drivers' Championship. It's Constructors. Of course. They're in it to win that. They want to win the Constructors' Championship.
0: Yeah, which is really funny because I feel there's been such a massive changeover since really... Um, Schumacher and, and Lewis came in where the drivers championship has become such a massive massive yeah. like yeah. thing because it's about and especially Driver drivers survive changed it when they focus so much on the driver stories and yeah. versus the manufacturer but, stories but for the teams it's but the
1: constructors yeah
0: and i like that the, i like the idea of the constructors championship being the almighty important one because that's where you get all fifteen hundred employees working together. Yeah. Really. Whereas yeah. the drivers, it's they still are, but to get this guy his yeah. laurels. Yeah. yeah. So but yeah, there must be something that shows that this thing's a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. All all p- or or yeah. like or like an F two, F twenty two and just can just yeah. go. Yeah. And there must and they even say that. It's not that we don't get downforce. It's that some tracks and some corners and some mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. it's too wishy-washy on when we get it yeah. and not consistent consistent enough. And you would think that a, a, a track like Jeddah, which they did get it at the beginning la- last season, they were doing pretty well with, with the downforce there, and they didn't get it this time. So mm-hmm. what, especially when uh, when they came with a new rear wing in Bahrain that was supposed to be on the Jeddah track to give them
1: more downforce for Jetta, yeah, and they're not getting it, and they didn't unlock it. What? There's, there's, <laughs> so ma- there's so many questions. How does a top tier team just get it that wrong? And so therefore, again, I think, is Lewis going to want to tough it out? I, I, again, I don't think he's going to be back next year. And even, of course, this is even a slimmer chance of happening, but there is a piece of my brain that tells me he's not even going to see out the season. And I don't think that will happen, but if it did, it wouldn't surprise me, and it's not completely outside the realm of possibility, although it's a very, very long shot. Yeah, it'd be also
0: the greatest way to win the surprise a bet to be made of like what's going to be the most surprising? Yeah. thing this season S- somewhere you, you know
1: somebody put ten yeah. bucks on that in Vegas and they're going to win a million yeah. off of it. <laughs> For yeah. Instant millionaire.
0: And you also called out. You also said in one of the episodes that you'd think
1: that there's going to be a driver
0: change at midseason. Well, yeah, I did. And I, that would be an amazing way to win I, that. I call. wasn't. Thank
1: you. I, I honestly, when I said that, I truly believed it, and I still truly do. But I didn't think it would ever be Lewis Hamilton. But yeah. now, and it's only two races. I know, or it's not even two races yet. It's uh, it's only two race weekends yeah. um but that's it's sort of looking that way but you know time will tell um i i would wi- I, I hope he does what's right for him yeah <laughs> that's And that's all i day, can say at the end yeah. of the day he has got to do what's right for him as long as lose is happy and we're happy right yeah. but that's i think that
0: to that point though to the thing of like you know it's only been two race weekends and so early in the season anything can happen can anything happen like this this yeah. last
1: uh, we 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 saw it today with Red Bull, with Max Verstappen Seven. having a mechanical problem. Yeah. So, so anything can happen. Yeah. yeah he might. could have ten more of those.
0: Yeah. Oh no! Oh my gosh! <laughs> what a! Could you imagine?
1: Could you imagine that? Like oh my gosh! That's don't don't get my hopes up. <laughs> don't 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 make me believe. Well, I- and the other thing that you know, we all yourself, myself, and Marianne as well made calls on at the start of the season were the rookies, and we're seeing Good. some of that shaking out. I mean. Um, you know, we saw Piastri, and we alluded to this, and I think in the in the first half of the program, he had a pretty good day at work today. Yeah,
0: we finally got to see, yeah. an F in F1 at least, we finally got to see the, the golden like potential of of Oscar Piastri, the the, the part that everyone was looking for, uh, forward to seeing. And he drove, he did did well, got a solid. Where is the numbers? I think P9, P9 with yeah. a one one twenty nine point two four. It's hard to tell. Of how much they're really giving, giving it. He, he really tried to do as much as he could in with that pace that was there. Yeah, he looks good and good. So I think Marianne has with f- taking the safe bet of of uh, Pi- Piastri, yep. Sergeant, and De Vries in the rookie pool. I think she's got a strong chance again. We'll see. Question you actually posed uh, when when Logan Sargent got knocked out. Uh, obviously, he got knocked out in Q one with a with a two minute point oh eight point five one, which was his like weird early out lap ah, at the beginning yeah, i, I and know then where you're going and then he got knocked out, out on turn seven which led to a really hilarious radio chatter of your lap got time got deleted for a turn seven knockout <laughs> they, uh, turn 27 turn 27 think. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. he kind of goes you can't leave on turn twenty seven, right exceeding track limits but yeah it turns out you can i and guess it, and it's They're uh, looking at it differently yeah there's one line where if you don't can't take it your your one wheel hmm. can pop over the line and it's a safety thing and they ca- that counted as a as cuz it goes into the safety pit so yeah. that's what deleted it was yeah. him and leaning I, into the safety the, the pit lane yeah. entrance and which that's that's a tough one if if the rule is two two wheels can't cross the line and then you're kind of going to magically say well it's normally all four
1: it's normally you have to have all four wheels off the track to be ex- to be considered exceeding track limits so that is to say you have to have two wheels on the track yeah, but but now in the this case they're saying it's different.
0: Yeah, and I think the pit lane kind of changes things up a it, little. There's yeah, always like the true. subsections of pit lane entrances, and so the
1: deletion of that time. But I don't know what that time was. But I wonder if it would have been a good enough time to get him into Q two. Because if it it had like, been like that's it, that's tragic because then he would have been in Q two <laughs> yeah, yeah it
0: looks like he was like the the time that he set before the two minute one and then the the one that he was kind of going he was in he was fighting against Yuki for a bit of time which is sad because I think I think you and you saw how there was also the the, the clip of him rubbing his eyes and face over he looked very like i think one of the things i love about Sarge is that he genuinely looks passionate about where he is did you saw how devastated he was when he was knocked out in q1 alex albin we didn't get to see this is a pretty everyday occurrence for alex albin sorry to say but it kind of is um but that's why i think that in the rookie the rookie battle i think this would happen and nick DeVries with a 130 uh, 0.244 and p18 yeah, i think he would have at least finished higher than devries
1: um yeah i mean we'll never know yeah. uh ultimately all we do know sergeant. is what actually did happen and yeah sergeant didn't didn't do what he needed to do right so and he spun he went he exceeded track limits and therefore had his time deleted and um devries what happened to devries devries just was slow okay. He kept really? lock. he kept just locking up okay wasn't a car uh, issue no, I think he
0: fair I enough. I think I think he I, th- I know he grazed the side okay. and, and sent a yes. little and sent a little of, of carbon fiber and off. And I think Piastri did as
1: well, but um So at the end of the uh, day, Piastri's uh in P9, but they don't hand out points for qualifying. So yeah. thus On far only the
0: pole p- only the pole position gets a p- gets a single point, I think. I think so. Do they? I don't I think that's how you get a grand slam. Is that you a grand
1: slam is I think uh you, you get
0: pole position, you win the race and fastest lap. Hmm. I think 'cause I think you get one point for pole position. Interesting. Which I'll is what I think that, that
1: I d- I'd have to look that up too. So we probably should look that so up. But no. safe to say uh, Piastri isn't getting any points for qualifying P nine, so therefore we've only had one race. No rookies have scored a point. But certainly Piastri is in the best position to do so tomorrow, because mm-hmm. uh, he's starting in the points.
0: Yeah. And uh, like I don't know, I still give I still think Sargent can I dunno, I think uh, I think uh, there's you know, some with pace th- in that car, sure. Yeah. yeah. With with some bad pit stops by Haas and, and Alpha Romeo, you never you never really know. But speaking of Alpha Romeo, Joe Grand you qualifying p12 and not quite making it to uh, it was q3 yeah, almost it was did pretty close almost yeah, it was did pretty close uh but out qualifying his teammate Valtteri bottas yeah
1: just I, you know i like i like uh joe guang yu i i would love to see him do well and i think he has been doing relatively well in f1 but i like bottas more yeah, well, and it's because you're a Williams
0: guy, Bartas. Yeah, almost, he has that got connection. You a championship. Yeah, <laughs>
1: he has that connection there. But I also just like his style. And I think, yeah. you know, Marianne has alluded to this, and, and I have too. Just just the way, just how he's living his best life. Yeah. and um, Almost too comfortable now. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's part of it. But I'm surprised that he got out qualified by his teammate.
0: Yes, and he did look very, very distraught for shaking his head the entire time. He I think he knew that something was not right something he wasn't writing. Uh came in P fourteen with a one twenty nine point six six. So when you think about it, point four four off of Lewis Hamilton's P eight. There is a lot the 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 grid this year like, like we alluded to in the beginning of the program and you said before, P P three to P sixteen, they are so close. It's really almost anyone's game It's luck of the draw. I'm still hoping for a Jogon podium. I'm hoping for like five crashes and a joke <laughs> on you just swerves through the, well, through the chaos on, on podium.
1: Let's say it's going to happen in Vegas. Oh. <laughs> because, you know, w- if, if anywhere or that's Singap- going to happen, that's probably where. Because Vegas is an unknown quantity, right? And, uh, teams have yeah. no data, no real data on it. A new track, uh, street circuit. Uh, no one's ever driven it in reality. But Simulator, it, yes. but um, it,
0: But it looks so boring. You know, there's well, only there's one right cor- <laughs> right hander in it. There's they,
1: maybe maybe two. The two the, and the two is a chicane. The the circuit itself, many people I think have criticized as being uninspired. But you know it's Vegas, and and the word boring and Vegas seldom come together in the same sentence. So uh, I'm sure that very you know we're way ahead of ourselves now, and that's my fault. Sorry, but. I'm sure interesting things will happen in that Las Vegas Grand Prix. We have to cut 10 years for interesting things to happen with it. So, yeah. So, I mean, there have been Grand Prix's in Vegas before, mind you. Uh, Caesar's Palace in the parking lot used to have a Grand Prix. That's a true story. Um, And so talk about a boring track. It was literally the parking (laughs) lot of Caesar's Palace casino, Casino. But, yeah, I'd love to see Joe do well. And I think he has done well in his rookie season last year, scored points on his debut uh he's you know handling himself well in that team uh but I'd, i again i all i can say is i'd like to see botas do better or botas do better and uh, maybe he will in the race i mean mm-hmm. um there should be some pace in that car but we're not um and there not was seeing it yet.
0: And, and that's and that's it. he like joe was going into q3 until
1: he got knocked up by gasoline in hulkenberg like yeah, w- it was, was right, and I think Albon was like a thousandth or a hundredth off. Uh, it was very, it was really, really close. The knockout between Q one and Q two was very, very, very tight, and it was just yeah. at the last moment there where um, uh, Joe Gong Yu and Albon got uh, picked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: one hundredth off. So Valtteri Bottas in Q fourteen was one twenty nine point nine two in Q one, um, and then Max Verstappen falls down there just because of the engine thing. Um, so, but he uh, and so technically the next thing in Q one was Yuki Sonona and one mm-hmm. twenty nine point nine three, and then Albin one twenty nine point nine nine, so point oh five, right? Right. So like really five close, 100s, just yeah. just technique at a- that. Literally point. the blink of an eye. Yeah, like not even like not even that. I don't think that's, I think that's still faster than a blink of an eye. Maybe. Um, <laughs> who knows? But it shows how tight everything is right now. Um, but. Valtteri Bottas with the tw- with the one twenty nine point nine, he was thr- three tenths off. Jo Jo Grandu's time uh, to get in, and Joe Grandu was uh, where's where's Alpine? He was yeah, he actually was uh, right there with uh, with with Pierre Gasly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yep. getting getting that. So really, it's just kind of sad luck of the draw because everything is so close until you get to the loser bracket. <laughs> um, yeah, you yeah, get to the final five, really. Uh, everything's so so close this year, so you never know. Good, a good crash, a good safety car, anything can happen. I think it's almost too hard to predict.
1: Well, yeah, I think it's safe to say. Um, I, I'm still going to say that Verstappen's going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that. Um, yeah, again, Red Bull one two, same same podium as uh, Perez.
0: Yeah, I'm expecting. I'm that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see it get there because. We're gonna have Leclerc coming up through the field as well at the same time as Verstappen. So yeah, that that's going to be interesting because uh, Leclerc will be ahead of Verstappen, so he'll be able to defend while trying to also move himself up. Yeah. So
0: that'll be interesting. I'm still expecting to see a, pi- a two-stop strategy. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think everyone's going to go mediums, Kay. so I'm expecting a, a medium soft soft strategy. Yeah. Um, I think maybe we'll see. Has pull pull some hard tires with K uh in the bottoms. Maybe we'll see Albin or, or Sergeant take some hard tires at the beginning, so that way they can build up some
1: track position. Yeah, Albin's port- generally pretty good on his tires.
0: Yeah, so I, I think tha- I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see some. Uh, I think we're we'll going to see Sergeant Devries and Albin will start on hard tires. Hard, yeah, yeah, <coughs> build up some track position. And then and then switch to a soft comp, soft compound near the end. Uh, I always forget how many laps are in uh, Jeddah. Jetta, 50. Uh, 50 laps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we'll see. A Not s- many. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, nice short. I like. I like well, a good
1: fifty. A, sh- a small number of laps, but it's a very long track. So the 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 yeah. race distance. I don't. I forget what that is, but it's it's only fifty laps. Well, I had a question about Mercedes that I forgot to ask you. Oh okay. If they come out with a modified car in this season, be it a, a B-spec car, as they used to call it back in the day, or if some people are saying pulling forward next year's car and racing next year's car this year. To and, develop next. And, and some people have said that. Yeah. But regardless, if they bring a car that looks visibly different than the current car, do you think it's going to look like the Ferrari or do you think it's going to look like the Red Bull Green Bull? Which Ooh. I don't truly believe the Aston is a Green Bull, but a yeah, lot of people are saying. Yeah. That. So uh, uh, that unfairly saying so it, but yeah, I also agree and I agree, too, but yeah. so I mean it looks because mm. the f- there are three distinct designs I think this year in F1. Every car is different from every other car, but some of the differences are pretty very, subtle. Very subtle, yeah. But anybody can look at the Ferrari, look at the Mercedes and look at the Red Bull and or the Aston and say those three are yeah. very different from each other. Yeah. So if Especially Mercedes. Aston. If Mercedes comes with a different car, are they gonna go the Ferrari route or are they gonna go the Red Bull route?
0: Mm, ooh, that's, oh, that's oh that's that's a clever play. Thank you. Um I think they go the Red Bull route. Yeah. I think I think I think so too, I actually. If you're competitive, you, you copy the best.
1: Yeah. You 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 good point li- li- like
0: like what you I good I point. don't think uh, I think I, I think I did manage to get that quote squeezed into the feature too when he's like you copy the best when yeah. it comes when to you're Aston. gonna steal steal from the best yeah steal yeah. steal from the best <laughs> I think you fall I think they follow more of an Aston route yeah. uh, there where um, or an Aston route because they copied both of them in, in a way uh, nice. taking taking the taking the, the the best qualities of both and I think that like Aston is their most competition because they are the other than the other than the chassis the inside of aston is essentially the same as, well, as it, right that, as that mercedes. this is a
1: very important right. point mercedes is getting beat getting pummeled by, by aston with a mercedes engine yeah exactly
0: <laughs> so i think that you followed the i think you go the championship yeah i think route. so too
1: um but i i to be honest with you you know there's but a will rea- they will they come back with that Radically of a different, can they? Like, do they have well, th- the no time th- and the money to do so?
0: Yeah. Well, there's a really good video. I suggest everyone take it out. Uh, you should search Formula One. Sam Collins, um, yeah. Mercedes. He does a is a great seven, eight minute long video of yeah. him explaining how production, how to fix the Mercedes car, and he kind of makes it. He says a really good thing. He was like, it was "Like, if you you can't just slap on new side pods and hope to God it works together. That's just not how these cars are built. You have to look at the rear diffuser has to be changed. The aerodynamics of 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 the rear has to be changed. the the floor the uh, and the underfloor has to be redone. And Mercedes radically changed their their floor, uh, and cranked that up to be able to to get the no porpescine and everything to fit their philosophy. So you can't just change the outer shell and hope and go. It's going to work because they're going to have to, like you said, design a b-spec car. They apparently have or have already done so. They've been saying Mm -hmm. we have different solutions. Then I don't think we'll necessarily get a full. Side pod, I think we'll get like a, a half a side pod, oh, maybe. a zero yeah. point five yeah. side pod, yeah. And I think that like honestly, I would l- I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't m- wouldn't mind them keeping a zero point a zero side pod basis because I think it shows a philosophy at work. And so maybe when they say, "Well, listen to Hamilton," maybe Hamilton's not saying. 'Cause in Hamilton's never said we need side pods. Right. He's alluded to saying we need side pods and right. maybe he's just saying we need a bigger side pod philosophy, not this narrow one. Yeah. Um I have this I saw this uh, I thought this idea of what if they took the side pods and instead of flattening them widening them out at the beginning widen them out at the end so it kind of looks like a batmobile (laughs) so the air rushes through it and goes and feeds into the beam wing into the weir wing that way and then creates the down downforce they're needed that'd be a radically different car but radically again a radically different philosophy right and
1: uh, you know that that sam collins video that you allude to and it is a good one and i I would certainly encourage anyone to check it out after you finish listening of course to us here on the (laughs) f world um in it he mentions that they have already changed the shape of the side pod because when when we allude to zero side pod it's not literally zero side pod of course there's a side pod there there needs to be air intake to the engine there's one above the the driver's head the roll hoop but there needs to be one on the side and there is Mm -hmm. but it it is already different it's already a bit larger and different shape than either i guess last year's car the the w13 so they have you know changed it already a little bit maybe they'll just go a little bit further in that direction
0: yeah. and it's more f- and and come to your early question it is already a ferrari-esque it is wider on the along the yeah, sides it's yeah, not sculpted down
1: bit of a shoulder at the back a little yeah. bit
0: and but it, it's ferrari-esque the side pods is ferrari us in that the fact that it has
1: concave
0: yeah, shape, kind curved of kind shape, of, kind curved of inward up, up yeah. top. That yeah. the, the the scalloping up top, but their side pods go wider all the way the, to the back to push the air out to feed into the beam wing. Mm. They didn't do that last year. The last year was following that what Mercedes is normally doing that tapered More tapered arrow, the that yeah. tapered arrowhead yeah. kind of feel they always usually do. And this time that's not so much that. So maybe they follow the Aston Martin Ferrari kind of use of of keeping the 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 dirty tire air. Out Outside right. and off because yeah. that's what sucked in and caused so much porpoise in last season. Yeah, but who I, knows? I it, mean, it, it, it's still so much. There's still so much up to question for that.
1: Yeah, there is a lot up in the air. Um, but I can't wait to see what they do. Uh, they're gonna do something, they have to do something, they will do something. They did something last year, they can do it again this year. It's just unfortunate that they have to.
0: I love qualifying, I think it's so underappreciated.
1: Well, I think qualifying in its—and they're talking about tweaking it a little bit. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But um, they're talking about changing—you know, you have to use one compound in Q1, another compound in Q2, and another Q- compound in Q3. That's what's being that would be floated. I don't know if it's an official yeah. proposal. But my point being that qualifying in Formula 1 has undergone a lot of changes to get where it is today. And I, I will definitely say what it is today is arguably the best— that I've seen in the 20 years of Formula One that I've watched as an idea for uh, Marianne or for us. If we look at some of the past qualifying formats, there were some that were just so convoluted, two days, aggregate times. It was just ridiculous. So I agree. Qualifying is underappreciated when you see... Well, and we can also talk about sprints because that's been added and I know you like them a lot, Mm -hmm. but I agree. Mm -hmm. It's underappreciated. I enjoy watching it with you today. I enjoy talking about it with you today and I thank you for the opportunity. Well, that is
0: unfortunately all the time we have left uh, here today for the F World. It's always fun to talk F One with you, all. Yeah, likewise. It's like a, it's it's really become like the most exciting part of my week is being able to just talk <laughs> F One. And always, always, it's always a pleasure to have you here and, and talking more. So that is it for us today for the F World. You can find us at the F World uh, underscore Pod on Twitter, the F dot Pod on Instagram, and the F dot Pod at gmail.com. You can also just search in your Spotify the F World, and you find us there too. So, until Monday at 1 o'clock, when we, we broadcast live here on CIVL 101.7 FM and CIVL.ca, seated on the unceded and traditional territory of the Stalo people, post race Bahrain, it's going to be excited. Have uh, a pleasant, pleasant weekend.